Welcome to Running Down the Clock, where we break down all of this week's big news, events, and controversies from the National Football League. Over the next 45 minutes, we will give you basic fan perspective and opinion on the most important stories and moments happening now. So, let's start the clock. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Running Down the Clock. I'm Tyler Walzak. I'm here with Puyo Ricey. Uh, week 16 just finished. Uh, a lot of cold weather games. The weird thing about cold weather games, I find, is it's either fun watching it in snow or it's just boring because they run the ball a lot. Um, there's, not, there's nowhere in between. And uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about cold weather games because of that. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking up the past winners of the MVP awards, just the, as one was handed out again this past week. The Nickelodeon Valuable Player. <laughs> uh, uh. But the cold weather games, um, yeah, it, it definitely can affect the affect the game, right? Like myself, I hate playing in the cold. Muscles seize up. You can't feel your extremities. It definitely makes it harder for the players to perform. Like you took it looking at baseball. When the weather gets a little off, they actually cancel it just because the performance drops, right? Yeah. When the pitchers can't hold the ball properly, it's slipping from them. It affects the game to the point where it's not as good to watch. Yeah, that's exactly it. And it, it might feel like going into the game, it's like, oh, this is going to be cool. Like, we're going to have some like really cold weather football, some hard-hitting like back-to-basics football. But then you watch the games and you're like, this is back-to-basics football, which is just the teams running up the gut and trying to hit yeah. people as hard as possible. Um I, I mean, feel like for some of those defensive players, like the linebackers and stuff, it's a better game because their skills don't get affected as much. You know, they're not need to catch the ball as much. They just need to to move and hit and do what they're good at. Right. Yeah. So it, it kind of puts the emphasis on certain players roles rather than your skill players. Right. Yeah. So now the, the one thing that's coming out of this weekend, because it was one of the coldest weekends in NFL history is, Teams that are about to build new stadiums are thinking about putting them in domes. So these cold weather games might just go away. Like Minnesota's already in a dome now. Chicago's talking about their next stadium being in a dome. Like a lot of this stuff could just go away. New York, didn't they build a stadium not that long ago? Yeah, they have a new one. That'll be cold for a while. Yeah. And I don't see the Packers ever leaving Lambeau Field. So that'll also be cold. Maybe they put a roof on it someday. But I think some of those iconic stadiums will want to keep like keep the weather as part of the part of the game because that's almost what they're known for like you it's known to go into green bay in december and play cold weather football and have they have an advantage like this is packer football but i don't know there was a lot of guys warming up with like no shirts on and stuff before the game too like what the does that fucking help i don't understand that did you see david njoku yeah yeah he took the field did his own little what we call meditation routine hey if you can overcome it if you can overcome the cold, you have an advantage in those games. Some players a hundred percent, but I don't like, are the shirts off just so that they get used to playing out there or they'd probably bring their body temperature down before the game so that it's easier. I don't know. I don't know what, how, I don't there know is a whole psychology as well as actual like physiological stuff you can do to combat the cold. Like you've heard about the guys that do the breathing exercises. They go into the um, freezing lakes, freezing water. Yeah. And they can control their breathing to a point where they just become, I don't know what the word is, climatized, but like acclimated with whatever it is and they're okay. Yeah. Well, they can survive it. it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the most famous pictures of this person is him sitting in a frozen lake 
um, with his shirt off meditating. And that's JJ Watt who announced yesterday that it will be his last um, season in the NFL. He will be retiring in two weeks time. Um, probably one of the best to ever do it. Right. Like hall of fame within five years in the next five oh, years. Oh, for sure. He's got to be first about how many uh, defensive player of the year awards does he have? Three. I think he's got, I do four. I, I think he's got, he's got minimum three, two. maximum four. Yeah, I I actually don't know. He's got three at least. I had it up here. He's got at least three. But anyway, that's got to be a first round Hall of Famer for sure. For sure, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's definitely one of those eras players. Three Defensive Player of the Year awards in the last twelve years. Um, I think he had like five All Pros or something like that, which is awesome. Uh, yeah, Yeah. one of the guys that like. Plus, he's a likable guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, everything he's, about this he's guy. A good character is on and off the field, so he'll yeah. definitely get it. Hopefully, Houston. Hopefully, Houston does something too, like retire his number, or put him up in the stadium or something, because that's where he started his career, right? That's well, that was his entire career. What he was with two years with Arizona. Yeah, he came there because he thought they had a better chance of winning. Yeah, I mean that's his entire career was Houston. Yeah, he was hurt a lot in Arizona as well, so he didn't do yeah. much there. But he still played at a high level. Like he even two nights ago was it. Yeah, he's still oh, yeah, he had all the time. Oh, yeah, he's he in the, the time. backfield all the time. He's a good player, funny guy to watch, and a nice guy from what I hear. Um, another person who's leaving, I guess now, actually, they're done. Not retired, but they got fired, and that is Nathaniel Hackett, head coach of the Broncos. Now, we predicted this week three. I thought you were going to say Zach Wilson, but okay, yeah, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. Well, Zach Wilson ain't dead yet. We'll get to him in a second. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett, uh, fired by the Broncos. He was an offensive coordinator for a bunch of teams, and he was good actually. Like he was, he is part of the turnaround that the Bills had when, uh, and then he was, well, maybe the Bills, but and also Aaron Rodgers spoke super highly of Nathaniel Hackett. I think he was the offensive coordinator of the Packers last year. Went to Broncos to be a head coach. A bunch of problems right off the bat. A misusage of timeouts, clock management. Um, now, I would say that he's not fully the reason to blame for Broncos. One of the quotes I read was, he is further collateral damage of one of the worst trades, sorry, of the worst trade in NFL history. The worst trade in probably sports history. Yeah. He gave up two first round picks, two second round picks, a fifth round pick, and three players for Russell Wilson to sign him to a $245 million contract or whatever it is over the next five years. Apparently, the dressing room doesn't like him. Nobody likes him at this point. Why would so they like him? He was already, did you see him arguing with the offensive line and the, yeah. um, the backup quarterback had to step in? Yeah. Like, what is the, <laughs> how does he, where do you go from here? If you're the entire Broncos um, franchise, what do you, do you are in a really bad position right now? But You've what's a defense? His, a great defense. What's his contract in terms of if they release him? What are they actually like? What's their cap hit? Uh, it's going to be huge right now if they release. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I, I don't think that's an option right now. You can have him sit, but I. I don't know what. They're stuck with this. Everything coming up right now on a little Google search is they're st- stuck with him until 2024. So two more years or one more year at least. Yeah. Well, you're, that's when you look to make a big change. Like 
But you just hope. So you what do you do now? Any, what do you, you do just now? hope you can keep any skilled players though? Well, that's what I mean. Is you can build like you're just wasting. You're wasting an entire defense right now. You're wasting like I guess their offensive line is not great, which is why the these guys are always fighting with each other. But I don't know. Yeah, it's, no, there's there's no other way to look at it. They're fucked. It was a bad move, and you usually don't win when making bad moves. No, but it's one thing to have a quarterback that's well liked who's not good. It's another thing to have a quarterback that's not good and hated in the dressing room. Yeah, I don't think people are going to like him knowing how much money he's making. No, I don't think they like him based on his personality. Right? <laughs> it doesn't sound like anybody likes him at all. And he has a team, like they call it Team 3 or whatever, that like manages him and stuff, that are constantly throwing other people in the bus. Like they threw the offensive line from the Broncos under the bus. They threw every single player in Seattle under the bus. It's just, it doesn't seem like this guy's likable and you're stuck with him. Like, why would you have an offensive line that wants to block for you? Well, there's a movie, uh, Varsity Blues. You remember that one? Yeah. You remember when the uh, the big guy was the is kind of his lead um lead protection? Yeah. He got sick from the concussion, fell over, yeah. and just killed the quarterback. Maybe one of the offensive linemen has one of those moments one time. You know. Yeah. It gets if sick they from... don't want to put everything on the line for him, they might just not. You know why do they care that much? That like, hey, fuck it. Let this guy worry about it. I mean, to right. me, this is one of those things where you're paying this guy regardless, so why not find his replacement and just have him sit down and be like, listen, we we either start him and nobody likes him, so no one's going to play for him, or we make a point, we sit him down, pay him his money, whatever, who cares, bring in a rookie that is well-liked trying to win the team over. Absolutely. I don't, I don't him. think playing him... Unless there's something we don't know about an injury, some sort of um, scheme thing that they're, they're doing, which isn't working. I think you don't play him anymore. It's, it's what's the point? What's the point of just losing games unless you're just out there trying to get him injured. So then he has to walk away. Well, that's, uh, that's what I mean. And you don't no look point. like the villain. There's no point playing. There's no him. point. Playing. And people always say, well, it's money, money, money. I'm like, well, you're paying him anyway. So just have him sit on the bench. Because nobody likes him. You're not winning with him. He's clearly horrible at playing quarterback now. Just get yeah. rid of him. I don't know what the hell's happened. Just get rid of him. But it's it's a he used to have such a good guy image too in Seattle. Like all the talk about even after he won the Super Bowl, he still went to the hospital to visit the kids the next day on schedule, like he always did. Like he was supposed to be a really likable guy, right? They had him. Yeah. I don't know if they're covering up in Seattle or if he's just changed. Well, it's kind of like that. I think it's like that Ellen DeGeneres thing where on camera she looks like she's like, everyone loves her. Everyone's cheering for her. People come on. They're all happy. She's dancing. And then you hear what you hear that happens behind the scenes is like, that's not that person at all. So he might just be a good person in the community because he knows that that's part of the job, but a horrible person behind the scenes, which seems like that's what he is based on the, that you saw the doll that uh, they made for Richard Sherman. I saw that. As the Christmas gift, the, when the doll speaks, it says Broncos country. That's right. Oh, my God. I love that rivalry. It's not even a rivalry. It's just Richard Sherman hating Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson not saying anything. I love it. The thing it, is, I don't think he's a horrible guy. Like, I don't – what's he doing that's horrible? He's not hating people. He's not yelling at people. He's not a molester. He's not, like, some sort of, like, creepo guy. He's not likable. 
He's just not like that. I know. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't, there's nothing coming out. I haven't heard any stories of anything actually negative that he's done. No, it's just that he's not. Yeah. He doesn't go out of his way to be nice to his teammates. He sounds like he avoids them at all costs. So he, yeah, you're right. He doesn't do anything that's absolutely horrible in terms of morality or ethics. He's just not likable. Yeah. It's easy to make fun of him right now. And the Broncos stink. So it's. What about the other side of that uh, football game? The, um, the Rams that looked like the Rams that we thought this season was going to be. Yeah. And with Baker Mayfield with Baker Mayfield behind them getting the MVP. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Nickelodeon's MVPs. You know who he's Mitch in company Trubisky with there, right? And Baker, yeah. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky and Baker Mayfield. Nickelodeon doesn't, doesn't pick them very well. <laughs> I can't wait for like 20 years down the way when we can just put all the Nickelodeon MVPs and be like, this is a horrible football team. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's not like they should have given it to somebody else. You got to pick from within that game. Hey, and this is the thing. Like the other thing, it sounds like Baker Mayfield's just going out there and playing a basic system and just using his athleticism to win games. Yeah, and he's probably got himself a job somewhere next year because of how he's playing right now. Someone will sign him for a chance to fight he- for QB one or just be a backup. And he's for sure playing well enough to stay in the league right now. And what, what's the secret to that? They took the playbook away from him. It sounds like they simplified everything for him because he came in such short notice. They're just like, let's just simplify it, do these plays or like, and then boom, we'll go from there. Yeah. But how bad was Russell Wilson on the other side? Just throwing interceptions. Horrible quarterback. Oh, horrible quarterback. We could talk about him even more, but let's move on to another horrible quarterback that you brought up earlier. Uh, Zach Wilson seems like he's well even though the coach said he's not done in New York it seems like if the fans have anything to say about it he will never ever play again without raining down booze I don't think he's with the Jets next year I don't, I don't know if that's official I don't know if that's official or anything but no, I feel the coach like- says he's still in the game plan but that doesn't mean that he is it just means the coach is trying to not have a horrible dressing room yeah, a horrible kid for the next. I think in the off season they just they you know they get rid of his passcode to get into the facility. Yeah, yeah, I think That's I think cool. he's gone too. He'll go. He'll probably go somewhere. Fight for a backup spot, like even the guy that they drafted in Arizona before Kyler Murray found a way on like two or three teams just because of his talent level. People always thought like, oh, we can take him and we'll turn him around. So that I think that's kind of going to be what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. But let's look at his first twenty two games in the NFL because there's a very telling comparison that you would never want ever if you're a quarterback in the NFL. And that is Zach Wilson versus Jamarcus Russell in their first 22 starts passing yards. Zach Wilson hasn't beat 4,022 to Jamarcus Russell's 3,477. That's good. Passing touchdown. Zach Wilson only has 15. Jamarcus Russell had 16 interceptions. Zach Wilson, 18 Jamarcus Russell, 15 Jamarcus Russell wins both those categories. Completion percentage, 55 and 52, both not great. You don't want that from a quarterback. Got to be up at least in the 60s if you want to be successful. Passer rating, 70.9, Zach Wilson, 70.8, Jamarcus Russell. Now, even though those numbers are close and you can say, oh, yeah, those numbers are close. It's like, that's not that bad. When you look at what Jamarcus Russell did in the league, he is one of the biggest busts in the history of the NFL, one of the most hated players for what he did when he was on the team in the NFL. And... He has one of the worst stories about game day footage that you'll ever hear. Not watching the tapes, the blank tapes, yeah. 
Yeah, they just gave him blank tapes and said, "Tell us your top ten plays from these from all these tapes, and then we'll put them into the system." And he just came back and said, "I like them all. I like them all." And there was, they had nothing on the tapes. The yeah, blank tapes. tapes. That's now amazing. this is one category where Jamarcus Russell actually leads uh, uh, Wilson. Jamarcus Russell got a thirty-two million dollars signing bonus. Zach Wilson only got twenty-two million. Hey, so at least so... Jamarcus Russell made out like a bandit. I think he got sixty million out of the NFL before he left. That's not too bad. That's, That's not too bad at all for the biggest bust. Bad. Walked away with sixty million dollars. Ain't too bad. I don't know what Zach's gonna walk away with. Maybe half of that. Well, whatever he's got, because it's probably done. He's probably yeah. done in the league after this. I mean, he will. Like I said, he'll go somewhere, and someone will try to make something out of that talent because it is talent. You can't let it go to waste that young. He's only like twenty-two or twenty-three years old. So, but he looks like a dick. He looks like an asshole. Like he looks like a super spoiled rich kid. It looks like he's super entitled. Yeah, and that doesn't bode well in these NFL dressing rooms. Like guys work their asses off to get there. You you hear the best players always talk about life got harder, training got harder when I made it to the pros. And I yeah. think a lot of these people, and I can't speak on behalf of Wilson, they assume that oh, I've made it. I'm over the hurdle. I've made it to the NFL. Yeah, it's like that's just opened up a door of working harder. That's all it's done for you. Yeah. And 100%. yeah, I think he just, and appear from what it seems is he's just one of these guys. He's happy to be a pro. He thought that, you know, I'm second pick overall. Everything's going to work out for me. Like I'm, I've made it. I'm the man. I'm the shit. And no, you're, you're so easily replaced. So easily replaced. And you are, you are in a job, a position in the NFL where you are, your career has the most turmoil in terms of guaranteed. Like if the fans turn on you, everything's harder. If your teammates turn on you, everything's harder. And you have a shorter uh, leash than say like a defensive back or a wide receiver, because you're the one in charge of everything on the field. Which is so obvious. Your blunders are so much more obvious on a regular basis, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I love that they brought in that guy from Streveler or something from this. He used to play in the CFL. I think he won the great cup with, I think he won the great cup on maybe the Argos or somebody that was, a, I saw him holding the great cup in like this big jacket. Um, but he comes in fans, love it, throws a, a ball to uh, TJ Uzum, Uzum, Uzoma, Uzoma. Yeah. They're tight end. Nowhere near him. He, he was wide open. If he had just thrown the like ball ahead of him would have been a touchdown, but everyone was super happy. And I was like, that is a really underthrown ball, but it's better. Anything's better than, Zach Wilson at this time. Now, Zach Wilson was the second overall pick in last year's draft. Um, last year was his rookie season. This is the second year season. The 15th overall pick, I believe, was Mac Jones, who plays for the Patriots. Same draft. Let's talk a little bit about him because he kind of chop blocked a uh, uh, cornerback for the Bengals after he threw a pick. And it seems like it was a dirty hit. He is being fined by the NFL. Um, is Mac Jones a dirty player? Because this is not his first problem. I kind of saw a few of the highlights. Um, like he'd slide with a leg up or something. Yeah, it seems like he constantly is sliding with a leg up. And uh, it, it's tough. I I think he's just very well aware that there's a lot of Chandler Joneses in the NFL, and there's not that many Mac Jones in the NFL. He meaning what I mean by that is that. He is physically outmatched by everybody. I think a little bit's just a bit about protecting himself. I don't know if it's necessarily 
intent to injure somebody else. Like the slides, it's just kind of hoping I don't get hurt. I don't think he's actually trying to to hurt anybody. I think he's just a feeble kind of. So you think he in comparison to everybody else that's on the field. Now the chop block is still a chop block. Like that's. Yeah. And it was unnecessary too. Yeah. That one is just, I just, I don't think he, I think he also knows he's not capable of making a proper block in that situation. But it's not a block. He wasn't blocking. He was trying to, they just intercepted the ball. So there's no reason for a Patriots player to be blocking anybody. Right. They should be chasing the guy that has the ball. Is Eli Apple yet? Yeah. So yeah. he stops and turns the other way and dives he at the stopped, knees. He chop blocked a blocker. Yes. But the blocker was behind him. He was running ahead of him. He looks back, he sees Eli Apple, and he dives at Eli Apple's knees. Yeah. There was no reason to do it. It makes no 100% sense. 100% not. No. Yeah. But so, like, I can understand your, I'm going to say you're defending him. I'm, I can understand your defense of Mac Jones by like just sliding with a leg up is because he's feeble and he's scared and he doesn't want to get hit. So he puts his leg up, but it's one dirty because he's kicking guys in the, in the balls. And two, he's just going to break his leg. If one of those guys does go down on him. I don't think he's the most athletic. That's why it's also just kind of a desperation thing at the time. You don't really think about it. Now, I don't know. I, I don't want to be on the stance of defending him because your actions are your actions and you have to take responsibility for your own actions regardless of the circumstance of the situation, right? Yeah. Uh, I also feel like maybe it's a little bit too small of a sample size to really determine how dirty of a player it is. It was definitely a dirty play. So you like him? He's your guy? No, I don't give a shit about him. If you took sounds him out like, of the league right now, like I couldn't guy. care less. Sounds like he's your guy. We'll I'm carry just thinking, on. You know, no, 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 I'll, I'll tell you my point. I'm just thinking if I were in his situation right now, what I would be doing. And I'd probably be a little dirtier just to protect myself. <laughs> right. So you and him are the same. You guys are brothers. You're That's your guy. Let's move on to another quarterback in that draft class. The first overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, 11 touchdowns, only one interception in his last five games. The Jacksonville Jaguars are currently in an NFL playoff spot they're leading the division in the afc south we knew this i am not surprised by this we've been pumping no, i'm not saying pumping the brakes we've been pumping up the jaguars we've been pumping the tires pumping, pumping their the tires. tires of the jaguars all year from our very first episode we cut and the they're, brakes. Come, they're coming through we cut the brakes yeah, we yeah, cut we've the cut the brakes we're all in on the jaguars Let's well there's home. one reason why they're in the playoffs is because something, and I said this last week, if the Titans lose to the Texans, that just shows they are the trashest football team that we thought they were at the beginning yeah. of the year. How they strung in all those wins together, I don't know. But it, yeah, and sure enough, they lost to the Texans. And yeah, the, the Titans weren't a division winner. I don't know how they were ever leading that division for the majority of the season. Uh, well, I'm guessing it was just, I don't know. I don't know, defense and Derrick Henry, but what, what's changed? And now that they've lost Tannehill for the season, he's done. I don't see them recovering from this. Malik Willis, was there. that's why they have him. That's why they drafted him, because they want him to eventually be the starter. But um, right now, I don't think that they have it in them to get back into that. No, no. They were performing well above expectations, well above capabilities, I think. Yeah. And the Jaguars were a little bit underwhelming, and now they're kind of coming into their own. And what's his name? Uh, Lawrence. He's playing like 
who they thought they drafted. He's Mind looking you, like a franchise he had a one quarterback. season write off. We've discussed yeah. it before. Yeah, one season write off. He's finally in a good situation. So it kind of took most of this season for him to really get into his groove, but he's there now. Yes. He's there now. I like watching him. He's fun to watch. That entire Jags offense is fun to watch. And Trevor Lawrence is only going to get better. He is going to have a long career, probably win an MVP at some point in his career. Jacksonville could be a good team for the next however long he's he's still good for. It's exciting. Yeah. The Lions of the AFC. Let's talk a little bit of the Lions while we're on it. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Uh, I know. Hard. They lost. They didn't show up. They didn't. Offense didn't show up. Defense didn't show up. Special teams didn't show up. Um, but you know what? I did not expect the Lions. They were 6-1 in their last seven. I didn't expect them to win out. That's hard to do to go uh nine and one in your last 10. Like I don't, I never expected that. So I knew they were going to lose one of these games, but now they have to win out and they need Washington. So the Lions got to beat Chicago next week. And then they got to go to green Bay and beat the Packers. That's tough. And they are, they need Washington to win one more game, Seattle, sorry, Washington to lose one more game, Seattle to lose one more game or the giants to win or lose two more games. And still have the Seattle Seahawks lose another game. And then the Lions have to win out. But they, the Packers are also back in it now, too. That last game could be for the playoffs. Lions for the Packers for the playoffs. If all else happens, the Lions aren't out of it yet. But that was at the midway, midway point of the season. You and I put a bunch of teams on, and we had the bubble teams. Like these teams are all three or less wins. And we kind of went over who we thought was going to be good during the stretch. I mentioned I liked. The Lions. Lions were my first pick, and I thought the Bears could actually turn around just because the way they played the games were always close. They were doing really well in a lot of the games. They just would lose. They just couldn't pull off the win. But I liked Fields. I thought he was getting better every game. Now, the Bears are still at those three wins. They actually haven't gotten a win since. (laughs) (laughs) So that actually is a very good opportunity for the Lions to win. There's no they reason should. why the Lions shouldn't beat a three-win Bears team. There's no reason that they shouldn't. No. They have to win so, that game. There's no reason that they should lose that game. No. So, But they that's the problem. You can't look past it. No, you can't. You have to focus on the Bears, win that game, and then focus on the Packers um, yeah. after that. But, I mean, you have to win them both. You can't. There's no excuses now. Because that division is going to come close to the, the wire. Yeah. Watching the Green Bay or the Lions – potentially fight for that playoff spot over Washington. And that'll be a wild card spot though. And yeah, the Washington has to lose one more. Hopefully the giants lose two more and it's all like, it could be a, just a last weekend. The last weekend is going to be fun. Next week talking will be fun. Especially even the Jag Jags division. Yeah. Well, the Jags division, this game, this weekend, the Jaguars play, who do the Jaguars play this weekend? The Texans. Houston. Houston yeah. And the Tennessee Titans. They lost to them. Thursday. They lost to them. Yeah, but here's the thing. Titans play the Cowboys Thursday night. These games don't matter because it's, that division is going to come down to the last week where the Titans play the Jaguars. It doesn't matter who wins this week. They're both tied right now. So. Well, it doesn't matter because if Houston wins for some reason, sorry, if um, the Houston beats the Jaguars and Tennessee somehow beats Dallas. No, it doesn't because then if the Jaguars beat Tennessee the week after, they're in the playoff. Yeah, they, but you're, they playing, the spot. You're, you're, you're playing from, from behind. You'd rather play. From no, you're behind. not. It doesn't matter. This weekend literally does not matter because whoever wins that last week will get the playoff spot, no matter who wins or loses this week. Because it's going to come, they're going to have a, like, say 
the Titans win, they'll be one game ahead of the Jaguars. But then, and the Jaguars lose this week, the Titans will be one game ahead of the Jaguars, and then they have to play the Titans in the last week. And then if they beat them, they're tied with the same record. But whoever wins that game wins the uh, head-to-head. Okay. So it just comes down to the last week. It This week doesn't matter for either team. Okay. You'd like to win for morale, but it doesn't. It, essentially, it does not matter. It's going to come down to that last week. Yeah. I guess the third place team in the division can't take it. No. So that would be the Colts. The Colts, yeah, the Colts suck. Are, the, Colts the Colts are, are horrible. The Colts are eliminated. I thought they I I thought they would do well this year. I can't believe that. I thought they'd win the division. They're yeah, so I I don't know why they're so bad. They have a bunch of quarterback, players. quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. It's quarterback. just the quarterback though. That's a key part. No, coaching obviously um like they have a great defense. Like the players, like on paper, their team looks so good. Yeah. And they just can't put it, they can't put it together. Something's going on, whether it's in the dressing room or just coaching, or I don't know. I don't know, but this someone needs to be held accountable for that and they got to turn it around. Before we start talking about next week, there's one huge thing uh we should talk about that happened with the Colts game last night. That was Derwin James, all pro corner for the Los Angeles Chargers uh, absolutely demolished one of the wide receivers on the Colts. Both guys got up from the hit very wobbly. Like Durbin James was like, he got ejected from the game for targeting, um, hit to the head, massive hit, was to the head. Uh, I don't think he'll be suspended, but he will be fined. The fine amount has not come out yet, but the NFL did say that well, they will not suspend him. Uh, it was in the first quarter, second quarter, something like that. Absolutely smoked him. He got up, had to go to the blue tent. Both guys had to get up and go to the blue tent because of the concussion protocol. I don't think Derwin James would have even been able to come back into the game if they said, hey, this wasn't an illegal hit because he got up and was like stumbling all over the place. Um, yeah, illegal hit, right? Uh, it's one of those tough ones where he did target the head. So yeah, yeah, by the rules of it that, you know, you have to draw the line somewhere, especially not that I think the NFL is always trying to protect players, but if you are trying to protect players, you do have to draw the line. I mean, so it does qualify. One, right? This is yeah. an easy one. It looks like he, like even he didn't, well, he didn't know what was going on. So he started walking to the sidelines. Um, it looks like he might have tried to get the guy's shoulder, but his head was down. And he launched himself right over the shoulder into the guy's yeah. dome. It's yeah, it's it's tough to do at full speed, right? When you commit to something, to make that slight adjustment sometimes is difficult, right? Uh, you hear sure. players always complaining about the thing with the quarterbacks. They try their best not to smoke them, fall on them, you know, like the things about protecting the uh, the passer. And they say it's hard, you know, like you you've already dove at the guy to try and take him out, and the last second you have to try and make your body not fall on him. He's yeah, also but, resisting. He's moving too, right? It's not like he's a stationary pylon. But in this case, his wasn't even looking at where he was going. His head was down. He was ready to. He was mad and that's he was what ready I mean, he to committed, crush. He already committed. His head is down. He's already committed to the tackle. The, the to illegal kind of tackle. Change yeah. his trajectory. It can be difficult. But again, like we said earlier, it's your body. It's your responsibility. Yeah, this the circumstances well, don't really matter. It does fall on you. Yes, he targeted yeah. the head. He got. It. So I think it's an appropriate response. Um, now to stay on concussions because we have to talk about it. We've talked about it. Well, we before, before we before we move on to the next one, uh, 
does the injury to the receiving player they hit affect how they, you know, in some sports they look at, like I think in hockey, if you make a dirty hit, the injury that results from it, that goes into play it does. for how much you're going to get fined or suspended. Like if the guy doesn't really get hurt, you're you're more or less more off the hook. You'll probably get something, but you're more off the hook than if he's out for six games. Yeah, yeah, no, that uh, hockey does do that um, with high sticking as well. If you draw blood, it's it's a bigger penalty. Um, I don't know if the NFL does that, but I'm assuming that because they haven't released the fine amount, that they're looking into how that guy's waking up and feeling this morning. Right. I mean, it only makes sense to do that because if he misses like the rest of the season. It's kind of it be it becomes a bigger hit than what it was worth, right? Which does make sense, but um, yes, okay. So we've talked about this guy's brain before multiple times. Seems like the whole season this guy's brain has been talked about. That's Tua Tonga Viola. Uh, he's back in concussion protocol. Apparently, he had another concussion in the game on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was. Awesome that we had football all day Saturday. By the way, that was amazing. Um, Tua. Three concussions in what ten weeks? Should he like I? It's his decision, one hundred percent, and the team's decision. Like, do you think he plays again this year? Should he play again this year? I might have mentioned this once before. I'm pretty certain there is like a medical opinion of you shouldn't have this many concussions in this short of a span and keep risking it. No, he should likely, for his health reasons shut it down for the season. Yeah. But for the love of sport to continue going at the playoffs for something that he's done his whole life. And it's sad to say, but somebody who may have concussion pro problems, his entire career, which may cut his career short. Right. You might want to just take your shot at the playoffs. So that's definitely a personal, that's such a personal decision for, for him to make. You very well could be mortgaging your future, but if it kind of continues at this rate, you might not have that much of a future, right? You can't stand to get three concussions a year in the NFL. No. That's just, that's too much. Yeah, that's 100% too much. And you got to think that worst case scenario, like, because you're right, he wants to go to the playoffs and they have a playoff team and they want to win. But at what point does he go, I'm like, I, Maybe I should sit out. There's three weeks left, two weeks left of the season. Even just sit those out, let Teddy Bridgewater come in, and he's a capable quarterback. He can get the job done. Let him come in, and then maybe think about it in the playoffs coming back. But I mean, the, the, the competition. The AFC is good. Like they're you, they don't have a guaranteed playoff spot. I know, I know. And what they got the difficult decision. Week. But he was even like the date. So he came out yesterday and said, I, I have like something, my brain's going on. I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. And which is why they put him back in the concussion protocol, looked at some tape. They kind of feel like they found the play where he falls back and his head slams back against the ground, which I, I hate to say it, but the guy doesn't know how to fall down. He can put your elbows out or your hands. Like he keeps falling flat on his back. And that's when your head goes and hits the ground like someone has to teach this guy how to fall this he's is the second one where he's just fallen it, it does like it hasn't been a that the the second one his second concussion was violent he got thrown down no way to avoid it the first one he got shoved just pushed in the chest bells flat on his back 
head hit the ground. This one, tackle just wrapped in the waist, flat on his back, head hit the ground. Someone teach Tua how to fall down. So you can go to a gymnastics gym and take tumble courses yes. on how to tumble. Someone has to do this. Like It oh, it drives me crazy because he's a quarterback. He's going to get hit. There's got to be he's some gonna type get, of... He's going to get hit. He's going to get hit. There's got to be some type of training or like just practice on learning how to fall. Learning how to fall is... is there's jobs out there. We work in film. Stunt people, all they do is know how to fall. That is their job. There's nothing special about being a stunt person except learning how to properly fall down, how to properly so, come like contact some other surface or person. That is WWF wrestling. WWF, WWF wrestling. Yeah. All those how guys. to fall. That's, That's all it is, is how to fall. Yeah. How to properly fall without hurting yourself. Somebody please teach Tua how to fall down. He's too good of a player, too good, too like strong as an athlete to not be on the field. And if he just learns how to fall, this could be solved except for that second hit, which he just got thrown down very violently. Um, Personally, I think he comes back and plays for the playoffs. Like, well, do you think he plays in the next? I don't think he plays the next game. I don't think he plays the next game either. Yeah. I don't think he misses the next one and comes back. Yeah. And the next game is against the Patriots in New England or New England. Divisional rivalry. Divisional rivalry. A big game. Both teams have to win them. Um, it's a must win for the Patriots, but uh, I gotta say it's a must win for both teams, probably. It's definitely a but, must win uh, for both teams. Let's get let's get uh, let's get talking about the next week. Do you want to start with our game of the week? And that sponsor is Betstamp. Betstamp is your one stop shop for line shopping, bet tracking, and sports betting odds. You would never just go with the first price if you were shopping for flights. So why settle for the first odds when you find betting? Betstamp changes that. The streamlined and easy-to-use app allows you to find a whole spectrum of odds for any bet. Then it makes it easy to track your bets in one place. You can set alerts in case the line changes and learn what bets your friends and even some celebrity bettors are making. Check out Betstamp for your one and only betting needs. Bills, Bengals, Monday Night Football, this is a huge game. This could be an AFC championship game. It's in Cincinnati. The Bills are favorites to win by 0.5 on certain apps. And then if you look at your bet stamp app, um, your bet stamp, bring out your bet stamp app. Look at this game. You can get the Buffalo Bills at minus one, or you can get actually you can get the Bills at minus 1.5 in some of the bets, uh, betting apps, and you can get the Bengals at minus 1.5 in some of these apps right now. It is all over the place. Nobody knows who's yeah. going to win this game. It's in Cincinnati. Um, My money's on the Bengals. I think the Bengals are red hot right now, but the Bills have also won six in a row. They have. And they this have. game is this game matters for both teams. So both teams want to win this game. This yeah, the Bills great. have already locked up their position, though, right? They're both teams have locked up positions in the playoffs. Right, but Cincinnati wants to win the division. They haven't guaranteed the win on the division. Correct. They haven't guaranteed their win in the division. Um, and the Bills want to win first. They want home field advantage for yeah. the entire playoff. They so can both win teams, the AFC. Yeah, they both teams want to win this game. Yeah. Both teams want to win this game. It's a huge game for both of them. Um, I think that's easily the game of the week. It's easily for our sure. best stamp game of the week. That's Monday night. So, man, that's going to be a great game. Um, Thursday night, we got the Titans and the Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys are favorites to win by 10. It's in Tennessee. 
I don't know if they win by 10, but I think they win. Are the Cowboys playing for anything? Nothing. Uh, can, they can't win they the can division. St- they still can, yeah. Can they? They win out and the Eagles right. win out because no, they beat Eagles the Eagles. Lose. If the Eagles lose out? Eagles lose out. Cowboys yeah. win out. Then they could potentially win that division still. Right. Tennessee's playing for the playoffs too. So I think I don't think Tennessee will, will lay down for this one. I just don't think they're good enough to win. If Dallas is playing their best, I just don't think Tennessee can win. Yeah, and this will be, I think it's Malik Willis's first primetime start. Um, I think he's only got two starts in his NFL career. So, yeah. Uh, but none of going... this affects the Lions, right? None of this affects the Lions. No. So, uh, Steelers, Ravens. Uh, that's a Sunday night football game. So, here's my question before we move on. Why is there no Saturday games now? I don't know, actually. I'm, I don't know that. I think they're trying. I don't know. I looked at that. I was very confused by it as well. Uh, maybe it might be because it's New Year's Eve on Saturday, and they think I don't know. Maybe they think people won't watch because I don't know. That sounds weak. People are going to watch the NFL regardless of what. People will miss their weddings to watch the NFL. So I don't know why there's no Saturday night games. Maybe we'll call our insider over at the NFL. You, that's your guy, right? So, yeah, I'll yeah. give him a call. Yeah, give him a call. Uh, Ravens, Steelers, Sunday night. Ravens favorite to win by three. Both teams, both teams are still very much in playoff. Ravens are in a playoff spot, fighting well, for Steelers the division. Are pretty far out. Of the no, playoff. I think the Steelers still can make it. I they think still the Steelers... can, but man, that's a tough AFC. Like they're they're got to bump off teams like the Dolphins. Yeah, they have to win out, and then they have to hope everybody else loses out. Yeah. Um. No, I think the Steelers have it. They. They're a long shot at best. Oh, yeah. And I think the Ravens win this game anyways, so that, that would put the Steelers out. Um, if anything, the Steelers are playing for Mike Tomlin, keeping that uh, never having a losing season going. Yeah, This might be his first losing season. Uh, then you got the Eagles, Saints. The Both teams, Eagles want to win because they want to win their division. The Saints want to win because they want to win their division still. Um, I don't know if they can. I think a lot of stuff needs to happen for the Saints to win that division. Well, you got Tampa Bay and Carolina. Yes. That's a huge game. That's a huge game for that division. Somehow, somehow, beyond anybody's understanding, Tampa is still atop of that division. Because they keep winning like in the last three or four minutes. Yeah, but they don't keep winning. They have a seven and eight record. What is it? They keep winning those games in the last four minutes. Like they're a bad football team. They're a very bad football team. Strong. But they have they have Tom Brady, which is strange. Like you can't, you don't want Tom Brady to make the playoffs. I'll just say that right now. If you no. are a team in the NFC, you do not want Tom Brady to make the playoffs. Um, okay, then we got uh, Bears Lions in Detroit. It's a six point favorites. Uh, Detroit Lions are. We talked about this. They have there's a must win game for the Lions. I think they pull it out, especially at home. That Ford Field is going to be rocking. The fans are going to be out because they know the importance of this game. Um, Let's go, Lions. Just head down. Let's just please, 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 please win this game. Please win this game. I don't know what would happen. There's a lot of games in that have to go the Lions' way as well. Yes. Cleveland, Washington. Cleveland, Washington. We are rooting for the Cleveland Browns this week, everybody. Get your Deshaun Watson jerseys out. Put them on. I don't care. Just please. This next one's a little tougher. We need to win. The, and Washington's favorites to win right now, two and a half. The Colts and Giants. Colts, Giants. Uh, the That's Giants a tough are, one. That's yeah, a tough one for the Colts. 
Giants at home as well. Yeah, the Giants need to lose two games. Giants just have to win one game to make the playoffs out of the next two, and I think this is that game. Jeff Saturday has one win, right? His debut? Yeah. And then they've scored six points in like the last seven quarters or something like that, or six quarters. That doesn't uh, that doesn't no. sound good for the, uh, the Colts winning this one. No, it's in, it's in New York too. I, the Giants and the Giants have, have everything to play for. The everything Colts have nothing to play, to play for. Yeah. So unfortunately, I think it's all up to teams beating Washington for yeah. us to get. Now, flipping to the other New York team, you got your Jets going to Seattle. Yeah, so we are also rooting for the New York Jets this week. Yeah. The Jets and the Browns. I can't believe I'm rooting for the. I can't believe that the Lions fucking season depends right now on the Browns and the Jets. Think about think about the disaster that all three of those franchises have been forever. Three of the worst worst run franchises in the history of sports, and right now the Lions are dependent on two of them to make the playoffs. It's That's wild. <laughs> Now, who's going to be starting in uh, for the Jets? It'll probably Mike White. We're big Mike White fans. Or Joe Flacco. Put Flacco back in there, please. Put Flacco. I don't know why you don't just ride it out with Flacco. He used to I don't win. know why either. He was amazing the first like four or five weeks. Not yeah. amazing, but they were winning games. We're winning games. Uh, please, please. Jets, Browns, let's go. You got another team that's uh, that's kind of on your side, which I can see blowing this game because they've already locked up their division. Is the Vikings hosting uh, going to the Packers? Yes. Um, yeah, we're rooting for the Vikings as well. That's a tough situation, just because I don't think the Vikings are playing for anything, are they? The no, the Vikings. Well, they're not they going to win the. I don't think they can win the NFC. I think they could actually. Yeah, I think they could. I don't think so, because how many losses they have? You have too many losses that they can't catch the Eagles. Well, the Eagles are thirteen and two. So say the Eagles go thirteen and four, um, with losses in the next two. Then you got the The Vikings have four losses. The Vikings have three losses. Oh, okay. So they can still, they still got someone to play for there. Okay, they do. Um. Okay, then what else we got? What are the What are some of the games we got? That those are the important games for me. The Battle of L.A. Battle of yeah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Really Chargers and also the Chargers clinched. They're in, uh, and the Rams. Actually, we want the Rams to lose. We need the Chargers yeah. to win this game. We the Lions fans want the we got a, Lions fans are depending on a lot of teams right now. Um, we're also Chargers fans. We need the top five pick. Rams stop winning football games. Baker, what the hell? Come on, man. You can't stop an MVP. Come on, like well, I guess just you not can even say that Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford did a favor to Lions fans by playing poorly this year and then stopping to play, knowing that they're going to get the pick. And then Baker comes in and starts being like, good? What the fuck? What is Baker? Two and three? Oh, I think he's one and... Oh, yeah, I think he's two and one. Sorry, uh, two of three is what I meant. Yeah, yeah two, two of three. One, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. the Rams, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I said the odd... The, uh, uh, you got another divisional matchup, which I don't know if it's worth watching other than to just see the disaster that is the Denver Broncos, they're going up against the chiefs with the chiefs at home. I mean, the only thing about the Denver, yeah, no, this game's unwatchable unless you just well, like watching Patrick Mahomes play football. But it, Do the chiefs have anything to play for? They're still going to chase. Uh, they still want to win. For, 
they yeah, still want to win the AFC. They want right? to win the AFC. So they can still win the AFC. They they want to win out. Um, but I mean, that doesn't mean that this is going to be a good game. I feel like it's just going to be the Chiefs walking all over the Broncos. Last There's time they played, though. Yeah, I know, but last, last time they played, the Denver Broncos put something like 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. Best game they've had in losing effort this season. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and so, these division games, everybody comes out playing a little harder, and the Broncos have that defense that's real good. Yeah, but I would. I don't know. I'm not paying attention to this game. I'm gonna have the Lions game on. I'm gonna have. Then I'm gonna bounce around between the Jets, the Seahawks, Vikings, Packers, and Browns, Commanders. Jesus, that's a that's a rough like. Uh, nobody wants to watch those games. 49ers Raiders. Do the Raiders I, have a hope in hell? I think they do. They could potentially they, win, but they won't. They They'll blow a, a big help. lead. They'll blow they, a big lead. They need a lot of help if they're going to... Where are they right now? Let's see here. Raiders are sitting... No, they're out. They Raiders can't. Yeah, out. the Raiders can't win. No, they can't. They can't make the playoffs. No, I don't think so. But, uh, is San Francisco going to just crush them, or are they kind of taking it easy? Um, I don't think San Francisco crushes them. It's in Las Vegas. Um, like they're still an NFL team. So yeah, but do you remember their last win? How they got it? What it took for them to win? Yeah, they had to. They, the other team had to give them the ball. The other team had to give them the ball in the worst play in the history of of NFL. Yeah. Uh okay. Is there any other games to talk about before this? Well, not to talk about. There is one other game though. It's the Cardinals and the Falcons, the Battle of the Birds. But the only implication on this game is. Uh, that's the Falcons winning with the other teams in their division losing that can still get the Falcons into the playoffs and Tom Brady out. I don't, I don't see it. that happening. I don't, I don't think it can. Can it? The Falcons uh, are not five just and this ten. one game. I think this, or the Falcons, the Falcons are five out? And ten. I think they're out. I think they're the only team in that division that are out, that's out. Right. I mean, they could, if everybody else loses, like the Panthers have to win. No, they're out. The Falcons are out for sure. They are out. Eh? Okay. I think yeah. so. The game Everyone in this division could finish at seven and ten and make the playoffs. Like this entire division could finish at seven and ten. That's horrible. Huh. Who's got the tiebreak on that? I wonder. I don't even want to do the math on that. I'm assuming that I don't know. <laughs> that's an odd one. <laughs> that's an odd one. That's a horrible division to look at. What? no news on Mariota, eh? Nothing came out over the week. No, I didn't hear anything. I think it's just so he's done the NFL. He's he's that's it. He ended his career right there. He pulled a uh, Antonio Brown, walked away. Even if even if he doesn't know it, I'm assuming he's ended his career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, how do you can't walk away from an NFL team and expect to sign on to another one? Doesn't yeah. work like that. Doesn't work like that. Um. All right. I think we've uh, nailed everything we needed to talk about this week. I think so. You just issue to get on your trip, aren't you? Yeah, my yeah. my trip. Somewhere. <laughs> Somewhere. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about the very last regular season week of the NFL 2022 season. Thank you for listening. I'm Tyler Walzak. Yeah, Puya Racy sitting across from me on a different monitor in a different house. Thank you. Running Down the Clock is brought to you by the Ordinary Podcast Network and is every Thursday running until the week after the Super Bowl. We hope you enjoyed enough to subscribe and tune in again next week.